Welcome to Adoption Now, telling your adoption story, sharing real stories of the joys and challenges of adoption. Now, here's the host of Adoption Now, April Fallon. Hi, welcome to Adoption Now, telling your adoption story. I'm your host, April Fallon. I am an adoptive mother of four. My husband and I have said yes to seven placements and had our share of heartbreak and loss. We learned a lot about the adoption process, and so we started Adoption Now to start talking about real issues and tell real stories of the joy and challenges that adoption brings. I'm happy today to bring a story from Russia. Very excited. We have covered so many different countries in adoption. We've talked about adoption here in the United States. We've talked about adoption through the foster care system. But today we're going to talk about bringing children over from Russia Susan Mitchell joins us. Susan, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So last week we had your brother on and your sister-in-law, Amy, and they talked to us a little bit about your story and how they felt about adoption. Now we know that Victor Mitchell is running for governor here in Denver and that he's a big supporter of the adoption movement. And really jumping into your story from his perspective was very interesting, but I'm happy to have you on the show so that you can tell us your story from your own personal perspective. That sounds good. Okay, so tell us why you got into adoption. Well, for me, it started really when I was quite young. I always had this vision of a family with children from many parts of the world. That was sort of a vision of mine from a very young age. And when I got married, I had um, two biological children with special needs, and um, I had lost one and still had one with me when I asked my husband at the time if we could please consider adoption so that we would have a, a larger family, siblings for my child, my daughter, who at that point um, was still with us, and uh, he agreed. And when I considered where I wanted to adopt from, I I would have been open to anywhere in the world, Um, but my husband at the time really wanted children that looked enough like us that we wouldn't be questioned everywhere we went that, you know, are your kids adopted? Where are they from? So, Russia seemed like the most logical choice, being that I'm one-fourth Russian, and of course, you know, there's kids of all races there, like America. So that's what began the process of looking at Russia. And so did you have to start a home study where you were? We did. We, We actually, at the time, I decided to research, you know, where to go for Russian adoption, And I ended up going to a seminar um, in Los Angeles, about an hour from where I am. And um, I visited uh, a couple who was putting on a little informative talk about their experience with Russian adoption and why they chose the agency agency they did. And um, at that point, it made so much sense to go with that agency based in the Midwest. They had been doing it the longest. Um, I liked their approach. And so I really didn't look much further once I went to that that talk. And from that point on, um, we started the process of a home study and, you know, interacting with that agency on how things would work. And 
um, I would say within, it was probably seven or eight months, we were ready to go and on our way to Russia. Wow, that's really fast. It was fast, and it was not, it was really not too difficult either. Um, it really was a lot of paperwork and, you know, a visit to our home, and um, someone local came to do that, a local social worker. Um, we were approved really quickly, and... Um, and it, and it was fairly fairly easy to get going. What year was this? This was um, 2003. So you get matched and you're ready to go over. And then what happened in that year? So um, in, in the year leading up to us going to Russia, um, you know, we, we basically heard from our agency at first. They supplied us with, um, and this is one of the things I liked about them, instead of like flipping through a book like I hear some agencies offer, that you sort of pick through your children, like shopping for them, this agency really tried to match you. And I wasn't looking for a baby. I was actually hoping to get a toddler or older. So um, originally they gave us um, a brother, sister to look at, and other than the other than them being related, we would have been happy to begin adoption, uh, the adoption process with those two. However, because we had a biological child, we, we were more interested in getting two kids where everybody started out on a level playing field. Nobody really knew each other or had a very tight bond. So we ended up asking for them to instead give us two non-related children. So we we were offered a boy and a girl, a two-and-a-half-year-old girl and a roughly almost four-year-old boy. And um, we said, great, that looks good. And um, we left for Russia. And when we got to Moscow, we met with a local coordinator who flew with us to Ostrakhan, which is about a one-hour flight south of Moscow. And when we got there, we were prepared to meet our two children at two different orphanages. Um, my son was, that went fine. We met with him and, you know, I can tell you more about that. And then when we were prepared to go meet with this little girl, Marina, who was two and a half, we found out when we got to Ostrakhan that in fact, she had reunited with her mother, which was from everything we were told, extremely unusual because she had been in an orphanage. For well over a year, her mom had dropped her off and had not been in contact. But then just before we got there, she had shown up and wanted to reunite with her daughter. Um, and, you know, the uh, the agency was really concerned that we were going to be very upset about that. But in fact, you know, I was 100% behind that. I thought if if a mom has worked hard to come back and reunite with her child, I'm the last person who's going to get in the way of that. So I really wasn't as disappointed or heartbroken as maybe somebody else would be. But um, we did ask, since we were already in Russia and did not want to yet go to another round of trips and adoption process, if there were any other children who had been approved. Um, because they have to go through a whole process there before they release a child for international adoption. And in fact, they have a little girl available who was a year, a little over a year old, and she was quarantined in the hospital for chickenpox, which had broken out in her orphanage. 
And so um, she was a mixed race of Asian and Russian, um, which within Russia, we were told, is makes things very difficult um, in terms of um, a domestic adoption. Many Russians are not as interested in a mixed race child. At least that's what we were told. So we were excited to meet her and uh, ended up meeting her. And from there, um, you know, we met both kids over the course of two or three days and then uh, went home to await our call back, which is about another four or five weeks down the road where we would go back to Russia and go to court in Russia and then um, bring home the kids. Okay, I have so many questions. So your agency was going to allow you to bump birth order with your biological daughter. How old was she at the time? Um, My daughter at the time was six. Oh, she was six. So she was getting younger siblings. Yes, she was getting younger siblings. Yes. So my son, when he came home, was three years, 10 months. And my daughter was about 16 months when when I brought them home. In that process, what happened to your daughter? So my daughter, who had special needs, my biological daughter, Molly, um, passed away five months after I brought the kids home unexpectedly. So um, that was a really challenging, sad time for us. Um, but I will say my my adoptive kids from which which are Brett and Alina, from the time I brought them home, were extremely loving and attached, and um, not only to their dad and I, but to my daughter. They were really loving, caring, wonderful kids from from the moment we met them. So Molly got to meet them. Yes, Molly got to spend a very short time with them. Wow, you went through a lot of change really fast. Yes, a lot of heartbreak. And, you know, you try to find the joy in that and think that, you know, there is some, there is someone looking out for us when, you know, we get these two children from Russia um, that are, you know, sent to us at a period where, you know, I could have been childless had it been you know, had it not been for them coming home to us. And it was uh, really almost life-saving for me to have these kids come into our lives at that time. I bet. When we come back from break, I want to talk about when you first met your son, when you first met your daughter, how long you got to stay with them, and what it was like coming back and actually bringing them home because they spoke Russian, right? Correct. They did. You're listening to Adoption Now. We have to take a break. We'll be right back. FM, The Word. Hi, this is Noah, April's husband. Adoption Now is a nonprofit helping families connect to adoption through storytelling. Thank you so much for your support in 2017. Do you have an adoption story you would like to share? We invite you to be a part of the Adoption Now community by telling your story on our show. Come tell us about the joy and challenges you have experienced in the adoption process. 
By sharing what you have learned, we can inspire others. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, and remember, all of our podcasts are available on iTunes. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Adoption Now. I'm your host, April Fallon. Today, we're talking to Susan Mitchell, an adoptive mother of two children from Russia. She is sharing her story about how she went over and met her two children. Now in Russia, they have to go and meet the children and come back to the United States and go back again to get them. So Susan, talk to us a little bit about what it was like to meet Brett for the first time. Well, Brett was in an orphanage in uh, Ostrakhan that was run by an older doctor, and there were... um, mostly older women working at his orphanage. So they were very strict, but yet I feel they were very kind to Brett because he was a very loving child and not afraid of us when we met him. In fact, um, he was very engaging and had a tremendous amount of personality. Um, one thing I knew about the orphanage was that um, they they didn't have anything of their own. So if they sat at a table there were forks lined up in the middle. There were cups lined up. Um, there was, they give them the clothes to put on every day that they wore. They never picked anything out. They never made a decision on their own. And they did that so that um, I was told they wouldn't argue or there would be minimal confrontation. You know, they just tried to make everything for them done in a very simple way. So when we met Brett, he had never been allowed to play by himself. He had never been in their playroom alone. So when we met him and he walked into this playroom that had an old piano and like a small ball pit and some toys on a shelf, um, it was like a kid in a candy store. He went nuts. He was climbing up to get toys down. He was running around. He was very hard to just talk to or engage with. He was so excited by everything around him. He went from thing to thing to thing. So the first um, time we met him, he was he was really cute and very engaging. You know, he's a little toehead blonde with blue eyes, um, very small for his age, which is typical of, you know, kids who are living in orphanages, period. They're often very small for their age. Um, but he was very engaging. So we tried to talk to him. You know, we thought he was very fun and cute, but over the next couple of days, you know, we got to, he calmed down a little bit and, you know, would try to talk to us in Russian and we had a translator there. He was mostly very engaged with his toys. We showed him pictures of um, what our house looked like and what our dog looked like and things like that. I'm not sure he understood much of that, but, um, you know, or the fact that he would be coming home with us, it was really hard to tell. But he was a really fun little guy um, to to hang out with. That's very interesting because when you think of Russian adoptions, that is not what you think of nowadays, right? There's so much bad press about it. Yeah. And you think about these children have zero personalities. They're not being taken care of. They're not being loved. I know. I think that's a, I, I think, you know, perhaps that's true in some orphanages where things are you know, um, you know, really terrible. And I will say, like, 
the kids were malnourished. You know, they mostly live on oatmeal and white flour and starch. They get very little protein. You know, a lot of them have rickets with a vitamin D deficiency, you know, which my daughter had. So, you know, she's bow-legged. But both orphanages, the, the women who worked there were lovely, and you could tell that they genuinely cared about the kids. I did not get that sense at all that um and I really feel strongly that when my kids came home and they were so kind-hearted and loving and not you know they weren't hiding in a corner scared of us I I really felt I owed a lot to their experience in the orphanage that though you know there wasn't a lot to eat and I know my daughter's orphanage was out of diapers when I met her so, you know, she was wearing like clothes that, you know, she peed through. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of the, the kindness and the caring, I really think that was present in both those orphanages because I really feel my kids were well adjusted in terms of uh, meeting us. And, um, you know, there wasn't tremendous fear and they weren't so introverted. They weren't introverted at all. So, that's all I can attribute it to. Wow. That's really good to hear. So they attached to you. Very quickly. Yeah. We really didn't go through what I hear many families do, um, you know, where, where the, the attachment disorder or those issues, we've, we've just never faced that from day one. And so tell us about meeting your daughter. So Alina was in a hospital in Russia, and um, she was quarantined. She did not have chickenpox when we met her, but because the orphanage had a breakout of chickenpox, they were trying to quarantine the kids who hadn't gotten it yet in a hospital. So um, we met her with the director of the hospital, and um, like I said, it was very last minute because we didn't know that she was the child we would end up with, but Um, They brought her in, and she was loads of fun, just sat on her lap and bounced around on a couch. She wasn't walking yet. She was about 14, 15 months old, just on the verge of walking. So um, she sat on her lap and played and interacted. She didn't have many words yet either, um, but she was really easy to be with. Very, very cute, Um, you know, no crying, spent a few hours with her. It was, it was really a nice experience. Was it so hard to meet them and then leave? You know, um, I knew in advance that was going to happen. So I think once I met them, I was more excited. They were going to be coming home soon, and I was anxious. Um, I, I don't think I was as sad because I knew, first of all, I had a child at home and I was more excited to get home for her too. And just looking forward to bringing them home as quick as possible. I really didn't go through that. Um, I guess because I knew they were going to be coming home soon. I was more, more of an excitement than anything. Talk to us about that plane ride home and those first couple of days. Oh yeah. So the plane ride home was crazy. I joke that my daughter, um, you know, bait and switched on us. She was extremely cute and sweet when we met her in the hospital. And then again, it was like she broke out of jail. Mm -hmm. So when we got on the airplane, um, she was climbing over seats. You know, she was 15 months old and she had never 
been out of the orphanage. So um, for her, I think, you know, and she was nonverbal, so she couldn't tell us anything. So she was trying to touch everything around her and touch everyone around her. Um, So her dad and I kept switching back and forth, kind of, we had sat, they couldn't seat the four of us together. So on the airplane, we kept switching back and forth, but she was delightful. She just never went to sleep. My son, we gave him a pair of headphones with music and he just kept saying musica, musica. He wanted music. Uh Um, Still to this day, you know, we joke about how much he loves any kind of, most kinds of music. So when we gave him a headset, he was thrilled and uh he was the one i was concerned about on the plane ride home but in fact he was a piece of cake once he had once he could calm himself down with some music and getting home was really fun i mean we got home the first night and i heard my son get up out of bed and go into our playroom and i heard him playing with toys at one or two in the morning um so we got up with him and did that. And my father came in from out of state and to meet, meet us at the airport when we had landed. And then, you know, Brett was very, very excited. And, you know, he'd open and shut doors, you know, 20, 30 times, windows. He'd get a remote control and turn the TV on and off, you know, mm-hmm. for a half hour. So he, he had to touch and experience everything. Um, he was very excited. And my daughter was delightful. She was very easy from the beginning. Very easy. And what did Molly think? Oh, she loved them. I mean, it was fun. They, you know, would push her around in her stroller and, you know, sit with her on the floor and play. And um, it was great. It really was a great, a great experience for all of them. How long before they learned English? It was very fast. Um I would say within a month, my son had really within a few days, he had all the necessary words, you know, like bathroom, eat, sleep, drink, you know, he had all the words he needed within a few days. Um, And within a month, he was starting to, um, you know, speak in broken sentences. And within a few months, he didn't remember Russian almost at all. We ran into a few people that were Russian. And um, I remember six months in, someone tried to talk Russian to him and he did not know what they were saying. That's how quickly he picked English up and lost the Russian. Wow. So do people stop you and say, you know, why did you go to Russia? There's so many kids here in America that you could have adopted. So often, um, I would say that I've been asked occasionally that question, but because I was a foster parent, um, many of the people who know me, and I'm currently a foster parent right now, um, I never thought I would do that again because I enjoy the kids so much, but I found it really challenging interacting with some of the parents. And so for me, Um, International adoption was something I looked at for several reasons. Number one, I knew that the plight of Russian kids is probably what I would say is far worse than American um, orphans. 
Many Russian kids are released at 16 from an orphanage. Many of them never get the opportunity to go to school. They're not homeschooled. So they leave an orphanage at 16 with no education and no way to support themselves in an economy where there's almost no job opportunity, not even a McDonald's job. So the statistic I was told when I was in Russia was that 50% of the orphans who are released commit suicide. So when it came to especially my son, almost turning four, there was almost no chance he would ever become adopted. From We were probably mm-hmm. his last hope at age four. So that was one thing I felt strongly about. And the other thing was I really didn't want um, to have to interact and have an open adoption over the course of my children's childhood. I felt that for me, having dealt with foster parents, and it's a different, it might be a different um, population, foster parents where kids have been taken away from their kids as opposed to adoptive. But I just wanted to keep it simple. I wanted my kids to know I was their mom. And um, at 18, if they want to go to Russia and look for their mom, I'm 100% behind that. But during childhood, which is complicated enough, I just didn't want to add that, that into the mix. Susan, thank you so much for sharing your story. I know that both of your kids now are older, they're teenagers, and they're thriving. And it was God's plan for you to go over and bring these two home. And he knew what he was doing. Yes, agreed. Thank you again. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to like Adoption Now on Facebook. And remember, all of our podcasts are available on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in to Adoption Now. I'm your host, April Fallon. See you next week.